0: Now listening to the Knee Deep Podcast presented by Dark Horse Tackle. Jason, how are you?
1: I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm Happy Friday, good. everybody. Hope Happy that uh, your work Fool's week.
0: Ooh. you hopefully silly your work...
1: Hopefully your work week didn't suck too bad. Or your school week didn't suck too bad. Uh, oh, hopefully man. we got a good episode here to bring you on into the weekend. We got two great gentlemen on here with a with a mission in the fishing industry in which I think we should all appreciate and probably pay a little bit of attention to. Maybe some dark horses on here.
0: You're on a heater already, dude. Um, You're right. And been drinking coffee, buddy. You're doing good. Um, We've got Rob and Dave, the two men that make up one of my favorite newer fishing companies, apparel companies, whatever you want to call it. I call it a fishing company because it is driven through fishing it is part of the community and like jason said they have a very good message on conversation or conservation not conversation uh we've got rob and dave from log jam fishing company how are you guys
2: good, hey, awesome. hey. Good,
0: good, <laughs> we good. just did that one thing <laughs> yeah you guys did the thing and that's fine hey jason had a really quick question um before we got this started and i'm going to re-ask it so rob Yeah, I'll ask Rob first because he's down on the left and Dave's on the right. So he's the third. So he goes first. Um, That makes sense. Right. Rob, what is Log Jam Fishing?
2: All right. So Log Jam Fishing Company, we're a new apparel company. We're about seven months old. Um, One of the big things we have is a a big emphasis on uh, conservation. And so part of what we do is we take some of our profits and we organize creek cleanups um after those creek cleanups big thing you know we were talking earlier about how so many times you have cleanups and they end up just dirty again in a week uh what we're doing is we're going to throw a party afterwards and the reason why that party is important is because it creates community and when you have community hopefully it'll keep those areas clean um but you know log jam kind of started out it was just dave dave was making stickers um i was a photographer pro fishing league and uh kind of just got tired of traveling so i called dave and i was like man you know what's what's your goal with log jam? And he was like, well, I don't know, you know, maybe sell a couple stickers, try to break even, you know, see how it all turns out. And I was like, dude, like, I think you got something going here, but I think we need to think bigger than stickers. And so yeah. that's when the two of us kind of sat down and it was like, both of us, you know, we like fishing that skinny water, you know, jet boats and waders that kind of vibe. And um, we just, you know, the first thing we talked about was, how important the conservation was. So we threw that in there. Dave's a great artist. So he started kind of doing some sketches, some drawings. And uh, since then, we've just been kind of chugging along. Dave, I got the uh, history right in your eyes. <laughs> Anything you want to add? I just, just, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, we get along great. So, you know, we haven't yeah. had have any real problems yet.
0: Well, you can tell us what, you know, log jam means to you, Dave. You d- Go ahead, you know. We don't want to put you in the corner here.
3: Oh no, it's cool. Uh, no, yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I started it with no real purpose in mind, just kind of, you know, put some artwork out and uh, make some cool shirts, maybe, and uh, some stickers and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I, I really didn't have. I just, I big conservation push. You know, that was kind of that was the first kind of designs I put out was uh, was all support your local creek, and it didn't even really have log jam on it, and some of them. Um, but yeah, Rob got a hold of me and said, you know, you should, uh, maybe try and, uh, <laughs> maybe try and, uh, do this a little bigger. And, you know, I, I I'd love to quit my day job. So <laughs> let's do it, you know.
1: So, Dave, have you always, um, been into design and things? Do you actually draw up your guys's designs?
3: Yeah, I do. I, I do everything. Um, I tattooed for 13 years and I just kind of always was one of those kids that was always drawing to uh artsy fartsy kid so um <laughs> it just kind of came natural and handsome artsy fartsy kid for that matter. thank you very much I, <laughs> I am uh...
0: <laughs> no let him know let him know tell that tell everybody' how, tell everybody how handsome you are David go ahead <laughs> I uh,
3: on a uh, I guess uh, maybe a solid uh seven on a scale of uh, one to ten.
0: Nice. High seven, high yeah. seven. Depends that's, depends
3: on if I've shaved, like if I've like trimmed my ear hair or my. That's our bar. Browns. That's our yeah. bar.
0: So if you're not a high seven, you cannot be on the needy podcast. Yeah. I mean, the, I got the gray fox. <laughs> you know, I got
3: the the, the gray
1: fox uh, nice. uh going on for me. You know, and the so yeah, yeah.
3: Nice. So, so now, if
0: anybody
1: wants to that's nice. figure out how handsome Dave is, yeah, just, uh, head over to uh the Dark Horse Tackle. Uh, YouTube channel where we <laughs> where we will be posting this video, and you can just find out for yourself. You can just look at him. Yeah, hour. I'm
3: available. Uh, you can
0: contact us. I'm available for bookings, uh, model shoots,
3: and stuff like that. <laughs> but Rob's got to be the photographer,
0: so you know. We um. So with that being said, you know how your availability and how you're kind of a flexible guy as far as uh, occupations go. Um, Jason and I, that's that's our major plan with like Dark Horse Tackle is just kind of branching out into other things like apparel for one, obviously Um, perhaps like gym clothing, not like, not like on a full scale Lululemon, but like, we've really thought about like kind of like a, a fisherman style male strip club. Yeah. Um, like waiters, you know, like, it, you know, you guys get it. You guys get your fishermen and as people in the fishing community, you know, we all know, We all know what we're thinking inside of our head when I mention that. So that's, you know, that's about as far as I'm going to go with that before. Well, the honest to God,
1: the the honest to goodness truth is um, that that's what you want is that, is April that that's what everybody wants not just us but um <laughs> uh, i don't know man being a dark horse is so much more than uh fishing uh which is why we kind of want to branch out our apparel in that direction too you know like i grew up in a really terrible environment um and a lot of people grew up in way worse environments than i grew up in um some people are able to make it out of that man and actually make something of themselves and that's what the whole term dark horse is so if we can branch that outside of just fishing um that's that's what we'd like to do uh just be more inclusive uh one nation undivided if you would that is uh one of our slogans that we use uh, anyways not to talk a lot about dark horse tackle here the sponsor of this podcast but I, I was just curious is log jam fishing uh based out of ohio where are you guys based out of uh
2: we're out of indiana so we we were at the Cincinnati in the Columbus shows, though, so we got we got a pretty good base going in Ohio, and so now we're trying to get people in Indiana to know where we exist. so uh, kind of doing that slowly, but surely, but uh, yeah, Indiana. Dave's from like Southern Indiana, and I'm from uh, about an hour hour and a half north of them so i um I.
0: I think you guys made a pretty good dent. Um, I didn't mean to stumble over my words there like that. It must be the Michelob Ultra consumption. But I I think what you guys have going on is the potential for a very niche cult style following. Um, there's a lot of brands that have that, especially that, and, and there, a lot of them are involved in that like river, Smallmouth you know river rat type deal and i think it's pretty cool i, I love the designs that log jam puts out i mean for god's sake i'm wearing a log jam t-shirt i i love the stickers i love the artwork that goes behind it and i can't wait to see the future for you guys and you know that that's how i base like my judgment towards a company is like what's their future gonna look like you know i would have just quit pretty much, and told Jason he's on his own if I didn't see any future at Dark Horse Tackle, I'd have said, suck it up, Buttercup, and just left. And I'd have probably just begged you guys to take me in. Suck I it think up, Buttercup, is another right.
1: great slogan uh, Oh yes, that we, that we use a lot behind yes. the scenes, you know. Everybody this, loves to hear that. Every time something sucks and we have a little bit of a complaint, uh, we, we kind of just uh, just let it fly on each other. Just suck it up, Buttercup, we'll be fine. That's, but no, I just I know you like the times. The time that we almost bankrupt the company by uh, buying chicken wings, we're like, well, I guess we just got to suck it up, Buttercup. And,
0: and that really happened, guys. Have you guys ever been close to bankruptcy?
2: Yeah, like always, man. We're a small business. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So on a weekly basis. We almost bankrupt, man. We had to go we had to downsize from the biggie. But we made it. We're well,
0: still here. we are. You see, we're not like every other small business in the sense that Uh, We currently have 38 distribution centers, four private jets. Jason has his own Apache helicopter. It's got this really crazy vinyl wrap on it. Like he's, um, he's like cartoonishly strong and he's, he's actually like holding two bald eagles by the neck, like trophy fish. Um, And it just says, it says America F yes, F yeah across the tail, like the tail part where the other, I'm not a helicopterologist, so I don't really know too much about helicopters. But you get it.
2: Dave's logo is on the uh, cabin. I thought you're gonna have the same the same one, so I'm glad.
0: Very similar. Very Dave similar.
2: The uh, the airport. I wouldn't want to get on your guys. You
0: was know, that a de- an original cabin, design?
2: Uh, somewhere else. <laughs> an Dave, you think I can anything? have you? Uh,
1: think think I can have you draw something up for me? Uh, you know, in that in that perfect representation of what Josh just mentioned. Yeah, top of my list. It's uh <clears throat> next thing I'll be working on.
0: Thank sure. thank God, man. Thank God. I'm we so needed happy. to
1: speak that into existence.
0: Absolutely. So guys, I got a couple questions, a couple of your you know, your general small talk stuff. I'll start with Rob again. Um and then what's Rob, the weather can, like Yeah, what's the weather like where you're at? <laughs> hey, hey, the <laughs> cold, right? Am I right? So I'll pass it to Rob and then Rob can pass it to Dave. Um what do you guys do outside of Logjam, like what you know, what kind of hobbies or jobs, you know, are you doing um alongside of Logjam?
2: Yeah, so I i told you earlier I, I uh I was shooting photography quite a bit, man. And so um I kind of so it all started I, I was I was trying to do like the self-filming YouTube all that. It was tough to get a following so I was like man I'm gonna go shoot for guys with a following kind of learn to work a camera and so I did that for a little while. I got to uh, travel the country last year Went everywhere from Texas up to Wisconsin. That's tight. It was cool, man. I got a lot of really good contacts. And, and then that's when I was like, man, I want to do something. I don't want to be on the road constantly, but I like the fishing industry. I like all the guys I've met. I like going to all the stuff. And so um, so that that's kind of how I got here. But, you know, do some photography still, still shoot for a couple guys fishing and, uh, bass, couple guys, uh, MLF and then the national professional fishing league. And so still doing that. And then, uh, during the day I sell, uh, like military aerospace components. And so kind of, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's something. Yeah. Yeah. It's something man. And so I do that. And then, uh, my wife and I—we live in an old log cabin, so we're constantly working on the house. I got—I got a skid steer right now. I've been busting down trees and doing all sorts of stuff. That man, so I stay busy, man. But Dave's got a family and kids, and so he's twice as busy as I could ever be, and so. But well, do those you who don't skin. know,
1: for those who don't know, Rob actually uh, sold me my Apache helicopter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nice. And anybody else who wants one, I only
2: got two left. You better (laughs) hurry.
0: You better hurry. We're doing a two-for-one special. I I wouldn't put that out for
3: everyone to hear. I'm not sure he acquired that so legitimately.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a title for it, but I swear it was my dad's, and then my uncle bought it, and it's just been in the family. Uh,
3: I don't think you can call the sheriff to come run those numbers.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, why is the VIN scraped off my Apache helicopter?
2: It just didn't make sense, man. It it was better. uh, Better that way? starting over. It's more so.
0: aerodynamic. Dave, what do you got for us, buddy?
2: I'm uh I'm a I work construction
3: uh, through the week. Uh Rob said like he said I'm a I'm a family man. I got three kids. Uh, 11, almost 12, uh 8 and 6. Um, and a wonderful wife that lets me do stuff like this. <laughs> um, so yeah. Where'd you go? Oh, there you're back. I think
1: that's I think that's very underrated. Uh I dropped Dave. something. Um, I've I've got two kids and a wife that allows me to do all of this. And uh I think I think a wife that allows us to do whatever we want to do um is a very underrated asset to have Ladies, Absolutely. am I right? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> shout out ladies. Shout out to the shout out to all the ladies out there who still call their grandfather Papa. <laughs> it's a very specific one for the <laughs> oh boy. All right guys. So you mentioned it, um and we mentioned it. This is not a fishing podcast. But Jason and I and we're going to get into this now Jason. I'm going to dive into it more on Sunday but surprise mother trucker with a T. Um I don't want anybody thinking we're cussing on here. So but surprise Jason. We're going to talk about things we find cringy And well, you guys love fishing the river. And you guys love going out there and catching big old smallmouth. And I do love river fishing. Do not get me wrong. I I And I'll be the first person to puff my chest out and say I hiked three miles and caught that 17-inch smallmouth. But there's a little bit of cringy element to the river community, Jason. And I know, I know you're not going to like it. I know you're not going to like it. But you know what? We cannot throw stones in a glass house because we are guilty of doing cringy things as well. I do cringy things every single day, and I think we just need to embrace it as a fishing community. What are your thoughts, Jason?
1: Well, before we start on this, I kind of want to reiterate for Timmy's mom that Josh did say trucker with okay. a T. Little Timmy is still allowed to listen to our podcast. You don't have to shut it off. It was a T, I promise you. All right, Josh, I... what's your question?
0: My my question is... The cringy part about the river community is <clears throat> the uh, the hard boy nature, the tough guy nature. You know, you know I oh you wear waders? Yeah, well, I'm just wearing basketball shirt, basketball shorts, and a cutoff. Water's 38 degrees, but them saw guy are biting. You know, it's, hey bro, it's at,
1: hey bro, don't throw shade at me. I go in, I go in, pp deep in basketball shorts in a creek. It doesn't bother
0: me any. All right, Rob, now it's your turn. You got to turn one up for us. You gotta, you gotta give us a hyperbolization,
2: dude. I'm so bad. I got really soft hands. I'm not tough at all, man. I think we got good at Dave.
0: He s- sounds like a Sims waiter guy.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Dave and I both, man. We. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wear my waiters everywhere I go. That's how I let people know I'm a river guy.
1: He even wears them around uh, around golf course ponds. So he's a real, real hardcore waiter guy. That
0: is, that is a true. That is a true statement. But I don't think
1: you can call yourself a hardcore waiter guy unless you wear your waiters across a golf course.
0: I wear my waiters golfing. I tell them I'm golfing. Um this holds, go. I've got all this extra ball storage, <laughs> something you don't have. Um, but let's let's talk about what I'm trying to push here is that as great as the fishing community is, it can be uh it could be problematic with the cringe in the sense that There's a lot of like big dogging, a lot of big dogging, you know, Oh, you think that's bad? Well, it was worse this way. And I'm guilty of it. I do it all the time. I I think that's what we do as fishermen. And realistically, I just want to see your guys' opinions on why do you think that happens? And do we need to stop it? Or do we think that it's kind of a good thing for the community? Because I think realistically, when a guy tries to big dog me, I'm like, I'm going to go catch bigger fish than this guy so i i do need some answers here
1: unless i big dog him and then of course he's not gonna go catch bigger fish than me because he can't but
0: i haven't seen a big fish you've caught all year jason i haven't seen a single one yes you have you're right you're right so all right rob since you're familiar with since you're
1: more familiar with youtube what is up with the culture of fishing on youtube
2: you know uh like as far as what i mean like just just the guys i mean I, I feel like a lot of guys are stealing spots fishing them acting like they got all the knowledge and really they got one spot and one bait that somebody told them to use and so i think that's one of the major things i always think of when i think of youtube is just uh you know these guys they're we we had a couple guys fish a couple of the tournament series that I was shooting for, and it was like these YouTubers that just go out and catch a seven pounder every single day. Come tournament time, he's blanking, and it's like, you really catch a seven pounder every day? Or are you editing out one good day in the seven days? You know, and so um, sounds like an
0: NPFL guy.
2: No names.
1: So, <laughs> I guess I for me, I guess for me, what I'm more so referring to is all these that, they go out there and they uh, call people Karen and Darren and Steve and f- whatever whatever kind of name they want to throw at these
0: people. And, I'm going to you know, stop I- you right there. <laughs> if you call me Darren while we're fishing, buddy, I'm going to float across that water. Anyways, Jason. Stop being such
1: a Darren.
2: Come right, on, man. See you guys. Right. So, so
1: what's up with that, Rob? Why, why, do, why do a lot of these people on youtube like to just go fish these ponds and just like yell at random strangers that are like just trying to tell them that they can't fish there they just always like elevate the scene and turn it into like a a total shit show
2: because it's like the news if it's not crazy and cringeworthy you know it's like it's not it's one more thing so it's like if somebody's got a dog barking on a dock or a lady that says i'm calling the police it's like oh yeah karen here we go get the cameras fired up we got an episode and so you know i think i think that's a lot of it is just and and a lot of these guys too i don't think they're as bad as what they seem like on on their channels like when you actually talk to them decent guys not all of them are great but it's like on their channels they're just you know like i said it's like the news man if it's not something crazy you better make it crazy
1: that makes sense. It's kind of like almost like Hollywood has made everybody want to become like star actors and just some kind of a scene. But also, for the
2: record, as a photographer, I'm not a YouTube expert either, so I don't know. Maybe you're asking the wrong guy.
0: Well, that's why Dave's next. Yeah, we gotta
2: get Dave's. We got to get Dave's opinion
0: on this.
3: Uh, <clears throat> I guess to be totally honest with you, I c- I can't really answer that because I don't re- I don't really pay it any attention. It's not. It you know like it's not why i'm involved with fishing it's not why i fish it's not you know yeah yeah i know social media is kind of a it's a part of everything at this point not you know and, and it'd be you know uh, almost hypocritical of me not to acknowledge that considering i'm currently on a podcast you know <laughs> but it's not Fair a fishing podcast that's so, right <laughs> that's right i i don't know i you know like um i guess it doesn't pay me it doesn't pay me any attention you know the older i get the more that stuff it is what it is you know like it, that's where society's headed at this point and the kids these days either want to be a youtube star or a basketball player you know or or you know so i, I, don't know, I guess i just i guess i just don't pay enough attention for it to um you know, and, and it kind of back to your big dog and thing like, you know, like you're talking about the river dudes. And, and yeah, they, there is a tough guy scene for sure. Does it affect me? No. You know, like, OK, if that's it, what you got to do to make yourself feel good about your, yourself, then cool, man. You know, it's not about the size of the fish, dude. It's the size of your smile. You know, like, nice. that's why we got into fishing, right? It's, nice. Uh, I, I, I mean,
0: hey, I've never heard that, dude. I've never heard oh, that. I man, like that. That's, that's going to be I came up with that one. You know, like we were talking one
3: night and then, nice. you, know, it was, you know, it was like, it's, it's, it's a vibe that's, and that's what log jam's all about. It's a vibe. It's an inclusive vibe. It does, I don't care if you fish the banks. I don't care if you got a killer bass boat. I don't care if you got a kayak, you know, like what are we out here doing? We're trying to catch fish, right? Fishing's fishing.
0: That's, that's kind of, um, that that's a, it, it allows me to put in a segue. Um, by the way, it's not the size of the fish. It's the size of the smile. You need to market that. Anyways, <laughs> um, we, have a, we have a tournament going on right now called the Mayor of Dink City. And this is a tournament that is for fish under 10 inches only. All bass species under 10 inches. Because I, for one, I tournament fish a lot. Jason doesn't tournament fish because it stresses him out. He don't like it. And that's fine. But I got tired of the big dogging. You know, I'm just like, dude let's let's let these dudes get in here catch some small fish and be like, you're not going to catch a smish, a fish smaller than I can catch. A smish
1: either. A smish. A smish.
0: You, you cannot market that. <laughs> yeah, you can't catch a smish, a <laughs> medium smish. Um, but the the point of this is to is to be inclusive and and you know it's a, it's a five dollar entry fee. The the total winning is two hundred fifty dollars. All you have to do is just enter and go fishing. It, there's no pressure here, unless you you know you just stick magnums all day long. And and well, you know, for a guy like me, it's pretty tough to catch under 10 inch fish. Uh, Jason's gotten good at it
1: though. I I just saw Rob's hand go up. So Rob, was there something you wanted to add to that?
2: Oh no, he was talking about going out catching super super magnums all day. <laughs> what <Well, nah. laughs> well, we
0: do
1: yeah. yeah i don't know man i can't i don't know if i've ever caught a fish under 10 inches nice i i nice. just i catch giants man i'm talking 11 12 Ooh. 13 inches just absolute freaking oh, yeah trash pandas
0: dude don't get me started on fish over a pound and a half
3: because i will
0: donkey trash pandas uh-oh dave unmuted himself what do we got i believe
3: i i currently hold the uh the 2022 rock bass
0: belt though state Uh, record state record state record rock bass how big was she
3: oh i i don't know i didn't take a picture so (laughs) it doesn't count
0: right it's not (laughs) it's not on instagram so it didn't count it did not it did not if if you didn't post a picture of yourself fishing on instagram did you did you go fishing
1: did you actually go fishing or was it just a uh Just an imagination kind of thing.
0: Nobody really knows um, what the fishermen of Instagram do if they're not posting fish. Ooh, Jason, another fun thing of the Cringe Olympics for fishing. One of my favorite things, and, and hopefully you guys notice this, is guys who specifically have fishing Instagrams who are like, this is what I do when I'm not fishing. And it's like some really normal task Like I'm grocery shopping.
1: I That's what I was there to say.
3: Like it's just like
0: you're just at Costco. All right.
3: I don't. I don't want to see a guy drinking coffee. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. I want to see some fish, dude. I follow you for the fish. Okay. Right.
1: All right. So speaking of the most cringeworthy stuff, because we are going to start a, uh, we're going to start a a weekly segment on our Monday podcast talking about the most cringeworthy things in all of fishing. So. Uh, I just want to ask you guys what you think the most cringeworthy thing is in all of fishing. We talked a little bit about YouTube, but I kind of want to see, like, what really grinds your gears, Dave?
3: (laughs) That's a tough one. Um, I guess um, it's kind of a double-edged sword, um, being from southern Indiana, uh, the whole catfishing scene. Uh, it's, yeah, I hate catfish. I think they're disgusting. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> they're a lot of fun to catch, you know, like they're big fish. They're fun. They're disgusting, but they're fun, you know? So it's kind of, I guess you take the good with the bad, but yeah, the whole, and, and this kind of is kind of also what kind of how log jam was, it was started is you know, like I fish, I fish mainly uh, creeks, my spillway creek technically and uh you know we get good walleye we get good wiper we get also get catfish so but like going down there and pulling out 200 yards of, of 50 pound braid you know yeah. well losing wrote. losing every single jerk bait you throw that night because of of you know you know people that 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 don't know or don't care enough to pick up their own line you know they get snagged like clip it off you know like leave 20 feet floating down that you know you you every time you know because like especially with walleye if you walleye fish anyone that walleye fishes you know you know that's like a soft kind of that bite you know and and it feels a lot like getting snagged online you got that side swipe almost kind of soft they swiped at it and oh, you got to hook it and Nip. every time there you go i just lost that jerk pulls bait back thing kind of
0: thing. pulls back a little pulls bit back.
3: Oh, absolutely. absolutely yeah especially you know we'll fish jerk baits in in, in for the for the walleye so yeah it's you
0: 50 know pound, 50 pound trilene xt is no joke especially when it's neon green no absolutely not something about the
3: neon green it's like it's been drinking monster its whole life stronger like that yeah <laughs> more powerful
2: what do you it's got cool. rob Oh well, I mean I think I got to go with the trash deal that's that's Dave and I I mean that's what we talk about on the daily basis but coming from the the pro bass fishing scene I hate all the fake instagram stuff man I think you guys have mentioned it in one of your last podcasts I think when the whole cringe thing started but uh you know a lot of times when I'm when I'm on a photo shoot or something you know I'll be fishing if I catch a fish he's taking his picture with this fish, you know what I mean? And if if he's sponsored by Berkeley, there's going to be a Berkeley stunner in his mouth and that's the way it goes. And it's like, that's what just burned me out, man. And that, and that's why I I just, I, when I, when I called Dave, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm doing something I love and I love the anglers. It's not the anglers that do it.
0: It's the industry.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, they're forced into it, you know, it's, it's, and so that, that's what, um, I love all the guys, and that's what I like about this. I'm still able to work with a lot of the pros. Get them. We, you know, we got a little pro team going with some of those guys, stuff like that. But at the same time, doing those product shoots and stuff like that, it just um, it got old quick. Seeing seeing behind the scenes of how everything works, it's like, oh man! Like, see, so you don't catch everything on Berkeley. So I think I think that that's probably uh, my my biggest pet peeve of the industry. I think. Jason mentioned it a few years
0: back. Um We were watching fishing on TV, and that's what we would do. We'd watch fishing on TV and go, hey, man, did you see that? Did you see this? And he noticed that an angler was catching a fish on a – he was a Berkeley-sponsored – a Barkley-sponsored angler. Um And he had a bladed jig that he was throwing. And every time he caught a fish on this bladed jig, he would take that bladed jig out – like, over the boat, he'd, he'd unhook the fish, like, over the boat, out of the out of the frame of the camera, throw the bait over the boat real quick, and then get the fish weighed in. And it's, like, one of those things where you're like, okay, he's either, A, hiding a prototype bait, which Barkley has not came out with a bladed jig at all, um, and, B, he's definitely using something that he is not sponsored by
2: it's uh i i won't name the the company or the angler but i know a guy who's sponsored by a soft plastic company that when they send him his product for the year he asks for just empty bags because he wants to fill them with what he wants and then that way when he's on tv <laughs> open his bag and and from the camera angle it looks like he's using his bait company that he's sponsored by but it's it's a it's a grab me of whatever he wants
1: that's dirty oh boy i'm not gonna ask you to specify anything but i do want to know is that do you know if that's a is it a big time angler that like if you were to say his name would everybody know who he is he's doing it because he's on tv you know
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's tough that is uh, i've never heard of that before um wow yeah. I'm not surprised though, man. And (laughs) what I guess what really one of the things that really grinds my gears is all of these guys that, you know, have like 18,000 bot followers, like, you know, paid for followers on Instagram. Nice fish. I'm sponsored by this company. And it's like, dude, you fish literally community ponds. You're not sponsored by anybody. I don't know if you know what a sponsorship actually is. Just saving 5% on your order is not a sponsorship, just so you know. (laughs) Like that that kind of grinds my gears, man. And then, you know, that's the same guy that will go out there and he will unhook a fish and then he will stick a different bait inside that fish's mouth and he's got like 19,000 followers. And like I said, <laughs> he's just a pawn pro or he wants to be a pawn pro and he will stick a bait in a fish's mouth and not even really hook it, but you'll just see that bait hanging out of its mouth. Like I, I,
2: I can't stand that. You it drives know, me nuts. And, that, and that's like one of the big problems right now with pro fishing. And one of the problems a lot of these guys are coming up with is, so you got guys that are, you know, if you ask Tom Brady to have a GoPro on for a whole game record everything make sure it's running make sure he's got he'd be like dude how am i supposed to do this if i'm supposed to really be competitive and so that's the feel you get from these anglers and then at the same time you got johnny pond pro who is willing to do it all for a five percent discount he's got eight gopros he wears around his neck he puts one on a tree you know he's able to just fish all day and and it's like it's ruining everything because these guys, they can't get money anymore for sponsorships. And then at the same time, the cost of a boat, tournament fees, big time, gas, everything. And it's like that. that that's like another thing that I see happening in the industry that, you know, is really tough. And it'd be interesting to see where pro fishing goes from here. And you're starting to get so many different leagues. I wonder if it's going to start being like a regional deal. Or what? But, you know, back in the day, you know, those guys that get $100, a $100,000 from a sponsor and now it's like, you know, we, we get calls telling us that we'll, we'll trade a fully wrapped boat to pay for the wrap or something, you know, and it's like, oh, that just kills the industry. And I think we're um we're, we're going to see it for sure, but I'm not sure what the, you know, the answer is just because if Johnny's willing to do it just to say he's on the Dark Horse Pro staff, then... You know, you guys aren't going to pay thirty thousand for another guy that just fish. You know, it's yeah. A, uh, it's an it's an interesting thing that's happening right now, but
1: um, I mean, I don't know. We might pay thirty thousand dollars. We might prioritize that over buying another warehouse. Exactly. I mean, we
0: have to. Well, we'll just sell a warehouse and then we'll just sponsor their year.
2: Hey, yeah. Dave, I quit. I'm going to work for Dark Horse, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that works. But my my most cringy thing, Jason already mentioned one. Um, that's one of my like biggest pet peeves, man. Like you see the guys who, you know, they, they don't even like take into consideration the bait they're trying to promote is not even tied onto the reel, and it's just sitting in the fish's mouth. But I, I think the way the industry going, the way the industry is going is cringy in itself. Um, I mean, one of the worst things I saw in bass fishing was when guys who were sponsored by Strike King all hopped over, sorry, Strike Queen, all hopped over to Pooh's Reels because Pooh's is, open by, is owned by Strike Queen and they had to do that. It was either you make the complete entire switch and you have to go use rods and reels and fishing line because they have fishing line somehow, that you haven't ever used in your life, you know, obviously, these guys know their way around, you know, a rod and reel, that's, duh, but there's definitely a difference of quality if you were using a different reel or rod over the past 20 years, 30 years, however long it may be, and then, like Rob said, you have to sit there, and you have to promote the living hell out of it you have to beat this dead horse until every 13 year old has a lime green combo and they've got a gopro strapped to their chest yelling at 40 year old women who just don't want the kid in their backyard they can fish just get out of my yard my dog's trying to poop uh you know it it's one of those things man where it's kind of scary when there's only like five companies
2: you know, so I guess I got a rebuttal to that. Not that I don't agree. And that's I fair. And Dave and I, man, we, from everything that we, you know, we get made and everything we, we use small local business. So, I mean, I know that's something you guys are down with. It's something that we, you know, it's, it's almost as big to us as the conservation side is making sure whenever we can, that shirt you're wearing on was printed by a guy Dave went to what middle school with or something. I mean, you know, you know, and so it's like, you know, we like that. But so my sure. question is, is, so you talk about the lime green with everybody wearing GoPros. I think people could guess the brand that you guys are talking about. Obviously, it's Dark Horse Tackle. Um, obviously. <laughs> no, but so so the Guggen Squad, it's don't know who they are. Turkla, he, he fished the MPFL with us last year. And kind of did got, he? Did he? Yeah. A did lot he? sometimes. What con- he wanted to. Yeah. But it's like, I guess. At what point would you stop growing? Like if, if Dark Horse could start having rods, real, you know, if you became the giant Walmart, where do you, you know what I mean? Like, cause it, it's like, man, Turkle, I know now it's like, you know, he's gotten so big that everything is blown out of proportion. But it's like, you know, he did, he got out of the military and started making YouTube videos. And now he's, you know, he was doing this at one time. Yeah. And now he's this, these Walmart. What at what point, like you get what I'm saying? The where yes. like, it's he he sold out is what. So, happened. well, hold on, Josh. Yeah. That's that's a really
1: loose term, buddy. I, I don't like that word really. Have um, you seen this Essentially, content, essentially for me, where I would stop growing is the point where I can no longer get my products or my inventory built, produced, or printed from a small business in the United States. Anytime I'm going to have to ship Agreed. anything or, you know, outsource anything overseas, I'm done. Like, if I can get rods, reels, whatever, made in America by a small business, I'll do it. If I can get tackle boxes made in America by a small business, I'll do it. Anytime I'm going to have to go anywhere overseas to get anything done, I'm, I'm, I'm out. That's 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 my line right there. If a small business in the United States can do it, then it's good for us.
2: I dig it. Like I oh, said, it was just a question. As you were talking about it, I was thinking, man, I see Dark Horse growing into this mega company. It's like we better get their uh, their eyes opened up. <laughs>
0: that's, I mean, that's fair. No, I I know how it goes, man. I, I've I've seen it happen. Um, my dad has uh, sold boats. He's a manager at a boat dealership. He's he's been doing it for over twenty five years. And you've seen Stratus get bought out. Yeah, you've seen champion get bought out you've seen ranger boats get bought out and yes i do see the sign mad respect not so much anymore though because that well that's a conversation for a different day and people are going to want my head for saying ranger boats are not what they used to be this is not an april fool's joke anyways um but my my like jason said my uh my breaking point is to that point like I would never sell reels because we all know where reels are made and I would love, I shoot, if we had a guy that could make us custom rods and, you know, it was just a real nice, just straight black, you know, maybe an EVA handle, maybe a core candle, just a straight black rod where the dude, you know, the dude builds them himself. That's, that's good enough for me. But as far as tackle goes, it's still the same old deal, man. We just, we just want to, you know, feed these small businesses, give them money, put money in their pockets. Um, and it's getting a lot better for these small businesses after seeing some of the invoices, uh, which we just received, what, Jason, like yesterday, mm-hmm. some, some very, you know, I look at the numbers and I'm like, shoot, I wish I was getting that right now.
1: Well, here's the thing, man. It's, it's, it's a very, very exciting, happy. And honestly, like it brought a tear to my eye yesterday when I paid this invoice, like I know for a he fact- me crying. <laughs> I know for a fact that this is the most money this small business has ever made in one single transaction, selling, painting, pouring baits, whatever it is. I know it's the most that they've received in an order of baits. And that that just makes me so damn proud, man. Like that, that, that just pulls at my heartstrings in every 100%. which way. And, and it's not just the single transaction. Like that's the thing too that a lot of people have to realize is yeah, it's it's one transaction up front. But then out of that one transaction, you're reaching 300 to 500 other customers who may come back and be like, man, you did a really good job on that. Can I get five of them? Can I get two or three of them? Like, you know, and, and it's not just that one bait. Then it comes, you know, 500 more customers come to that small business and who only knows what happens for him throughout the rest of the year and, you know, how many more times we might work with that small business throughout the year. Like it it's just It is a, uh, it's a pure passion uh, for me to see, to see that work out in that way, man. Like that's, that's what we've always dreamed of. That's what we're all about. That's why we do what we do. And to the point where we can't get stuff made in America, that's, that's where we'll draw our line.
0: Makes sense. So the consensus out of all four of us, we've got three for selling out essentially, and we've got one for catfishermen. And cat catfishermen are... Hey, listen, Josh,
1: let's let's get off of this. We, we talked a little bit of negative in this episode. Let's bring in some positive. I want to hear what some of your guys' favorite fishing stories are. What is a time on the water where you're like, man, I wish I could go back to that day. Kind of paint a picture and walk us through that day and how that day transpired. And, and what made that day a day that you're not going to forget? Uh, Rob, right. we'll start with you, buddy. Let's do it.
2: All right. So, so I got two, but I'll make them real quick. One, when we went to the Columbus Fishing Expo, uh, we got to go to uh, Lean's General Store. Um, it's a it's a real small business. We're doing some work with them. We got our stickers in there. A uh, the guy's named Stone who runs it, a real good guy. We met him in Cincinnati, but he takes us fishing. And he's got this like awesome day of fishing planned out, <laughs> and And it didn't really par out the way we had thought, but we're making it all the way down to the takeout and there's snow on the ground. It's freezing. And uh, he took a complete dip in the water, man. And I I don't think I've laughed that hard. I mean, we got him out. Everyone was safe. I wasn't laughing because he was dying or anything like that. But uh, that, that day was just a, it was a good day of just no fish caught, but we had a lot of fun. And that's kind of like the log jam way where it's just like, Dave said, you know, it's not about posting a big fish. It's about having that camaraderie that, you know, I, I was texting with him this afternoon, seeing how everything was going, and it's like, that's what it's all about, is building those relationships and kind of laughing and hanging out. Um, so that's that's definitely one of them. Another time I love I was, that. Thank you, Josh. Uh, an- another time I was in Mexico fishing, and everyone told me they are like, don't leave the resort. And so, of course, first thing I did was I left the resort. I end up like an hour and a half away, and the guy's like, "Oh, my brother's got a boat. My brother's got a boat. We'll go fishing." And so I'm expecting we're gonna, you know, it's like a charter boat that we're gonna get on and go fishing all day. I get there and it's like a straight canoe with the with an outboard on the back. We go way out there, and, I, and at first I'm thinking like, "Dude, I don't know if this thing is seaworthy." Like I'm kind of getting worried. We're getting further out, but then we end up hand line catching these fish. We fillet them right on this little like canoe. And then we took lime juice and, and like cut it up. We had like a little salsa deal with the fish, and we were we were drinking Coronas. I'm with these dudes I didn't know, and I'm just like, man, this is this is pretty cool, man. And so that that was probably my my best day of fishing. But uh, you know, those two, you know, it's it,
3: it's
1: called ceviche.
2: Yeah. See, and that's why Dave <laughs> and I get along well, man. He he's he, <laughs> he's, he's
1: finishing kid. your sentences and things
2: it's it. (laughs) But, um, no, those, those two, like I said, man, for me, I like catching big fish. I fish hard, but at the end of the day, man, you know, I'm doing this to have a good time and enjoy it and, and hang out with good people. And so that's, uh, anytime I can, I can meet somebody, go fishing with them, spend a day in the boat with them. You really get to know somebody while you're sitting in a boat all day.
1: Dude, I yeah. I agree 100%. Uh, sometimes it's you know, the the idea of catching fish and you know catching fish fish sometimes fish too um, is just <laughs> it's too glamorized. Like obviously we want to catch fish, but some of the best days, some of the most memorable, some of the most memorable days that you've ever had on the water are days where you didn't catch anything. All you did was just laugh and and drink and laugh and just you know just I don't know man. Some of those stories. Some of those stories last a lifetime.
2: Definitely. No, so that, that, that's what we're after at Log Jam, man. It's just that feel-good fishing. That's what we call it. It's just at the end of the day, you shouldn't be I, – I, I I'd shot so many tournaments where we'd be, you know, like Harris Chain where there's Spanish moss. It's beautiful. Everything's awesome. And then a guy misses a check by an ounce, and it's like he curses all the way to the state line, and it's like, dude, like – you were just in Florida fishing for, you know, $50,000. Like, how are you even, like, remotely upset, you know? Like, this should not be a bad day. This should be, like, how you get your head back into the game so you can go sit for eight hours at a job that you're not in love with, you know? Yeah,
0: it's like, it's all about attitude. That's yeah, what it is.
2: Yeah, that's all about what, that attitude? We really, we really try to uh, keep uh, focused on, you know? <laughs>
0: absolutely what do you got for us dave
2: i got
3: um nothing but contradictions for you there josh what <laughs> one, one of my Works best days was i i waited a creek for for miles and it was a slow day it was the middle of the summer and i cussed it the whole way and last cast i hooked into uh, a pb smallmouth you know and it was just it was like hell yeah you know like that's why my day sucked is so i could have this fish at the end but you know it, okay so you were asking about you know memorable days it, it, you know like i got a buddy that i've never been in a, a i've never been in a boat with this guy that wasn't sinking <laughs> he's a good buddy of mine and we've been fishing together a lot <laughs> And the boat is always sinking one way or another we um it was it was spring we're both kind of walleye guys and um, the, the walleye didn't come up last year. This was last summer. Um, the walleye didn't come up into our spillway last year for some reason. Uh, worst year that even, even the old timers are like, it's never been this bad. People just stopped fishing the spillway last year. And, and there's lots of theories on it. Um, uh, some of it was, you know, due to all the stuff that was going on there was a lot more people down there that didn't normally fish you know that what it was or the, this is a weird subject and i'm trying to tiptoe around it as good as possible they 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 weren't down there for sport they were down there for food <clears throat> however what they did to the place when they were down there was just you know they they'd have dinner and they'd get up and they'd be like okay i guess the raccoons are going to take care of that you know, and there'd be beer bottles all over the place. It'd be just trash and everything. So anyways, me and this dude, we go down to another dam and and water's super high, you know, springtime. And we kind of walk out on the dam before we launch his boat and we're kind of looking around. I'm like, okay, over there, you know, there's a, the, I can see the spot where um, it's breaking. You know, the water's breaking. There's an eddy. There's a point. I was like, dude, there's the, the walleye are stacked up in there. Let's get, let's get over that way launched the boat first thing that we should probably looked at was there was literally no one else out there on the boat you know like we were the only two idiots that decided we were going to jump in there because we had to catch walleye because we hadn't caught walleye all summer so we, we go we make a run down we make a run back up to the up to the dam and uh, <clears throat> you know it, it's just a little john boat and he's got some terrible laurents you know something um He's like, okay, you know, like, let's, I'm going to throw the anchor in. We'll kind of float over there and and we'll fish this spot. And so I'm looking for logs in front of us. It's starting to get dusk and, um, and I, I turn around and the whole transoms underwater, <laughs> our anchor had snagged, our anchor had snagged on this huge log jam, you know, water's 10 feet above what it normally should be. And, uh. I'm just like <laughs> you know we got a problem here okay you know end up cutting the anchor loose and uh it was just like let's let's put, let's just let's, let's call this good you know time drove to go back to our back drove back to our dam uh each lost didn't catch a single fish had one of the best nights you know he'd ever had you know it was same you know and Rob and I Rob and I fished last uh when was that November something like that on lake schaefer which is in northern indiana and and i guess technically up there you're still getting lake effect you know and uh we fished a total whiteout this day i caught like one and a half fish maybe (laughs) froze froze so bad had a blast you know like had a blast and that's kind of that's what it's about it's about having a good time fishing and
1: yeah connecting connecting is a lot of the times um, Josh and I've had some stories like that too. That we'll, Jason we'll talk has a hard about... time connecting,
0: unless he's <laughs> connecting to fish. That's, that's if it. If he's connecting to fish, he's the, he's the greatest man on earth. But if he's not catching fish, he's not happy till he catches fish.
2: Well, here's the thing: I, I get three hungry times that day.
0: You have what three times?
2: I said Dave and I connected three times that day, man. Nice face to face, or yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i uh, I get hungry a lot and so when I'm fishing if I'm not catching fish I just get really hungry and then I get pissed and then the day's over for me and then I just i'm not fun to hang around or, or talk to or or anything like that I don't know man i
0: get i get very hangry. let's just say every bait that I was catching fish on Jason said sucked <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> He was so irrationally hungry and upset. And I was like, just, just throw this. And he's like, No, those baits, those baits don't catch fish. Those baits suck.
2: Like, baits. Hey, but you guys have been trying out some new snacks, right? How's that going? We, we is, have. Hey, Is this a segue into the snack update? Dude, yeah, um, what's why?
1: your what's your favorite fishing snack, Rob? Actually, yeah, actually tell us.
2: Uh Dave, what do we bring on the boat, man? I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know, a lot of times I fish with my wife and she gets like extremely hangry. And so, I mean, like I'm bringing out full blown, uh, charcuterie boards, pizzas, I mean like real food. So not really snacks, but, but it, you know, if she gets, she's, she's a Jason, you know what I mean? And so as soon as she gets hungry, it's game over. And so I, I try to, I try to make sure we're well fed. Uh, I did a float trip with a couple guys earlier this year and, um they all had eggs in like really nice water bottles in the morning so we like heated up a deal and just poured them in I was like you know that that's pretty slick is like a boat shore snack uh I've done some fishing out west and those guys they always do a shore lunch and I think that's something this year I want to start doing more shore lunches and I think I'm gonna start filming them you know like kind of absolutely that'd be like a deal that we do but uh Dave? I do.
3: I do. I pack a lot of um, creeks, you know. In the creek, I pack a lot of power bars. He's um, a power bar
2: guy. Yeah,
3: power bars. <laughs> or uh, we have chickens, so I'll I'll do like hard boiled eggs with like hot sauce and tahini, you know, like. Um, but yeah, Rob and I, it's like it's like the munchies We make the munchies run, and, and yeah, Jimmy John's is all is usually a staple. Jimmy John's, uh, yeah. Dude, we speaking of tahini,
1: have you ever put tahini on a watermelon? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Killer. goodness. Oh, man. That is, it's amazing. Do you know how to spike a watermelon? How do you spike a watermelon? You, you cut a hole in it, You put Everclear
0: or tequila. Nice.
3: Into the hole upside down. Stick that in your freezer. Let it sit for about 12 hours. Then you cut that and put some tahini on it.
0: We're going to, that's going to be, i never ours. tried it. We're going to have the most <laughs> messed up shore lunch and we'll be like, we'll get back to you in an hour. And then in an hour, we're just crawling. I'll be wearing my waders <laughs> on a golf course, just crawling home. Like this was a bad idea, Jason. And shore but, lunches in the Creek
3: are a must. Like you gotta, if you know, you gotta think if you're walking five miles, like, yeah, you gotta stop for It's going to take you what, how many, six, eight hours you're putting in a full work day in the Creek, you know? Absolutely. you got to take a lunch you know it's so when he
2: goes to the river hes that yes. i got
3: a, i got a time time card and <laughs> it's in time the back card. of the
0: truck <laughs> I just punch it i like that i like that um yeah
1: I'm a I, big protein bar guy myself speaking of uh power bars shout out what? power bar uh sponsor of this yep. episode of Niki, Clearly presented Clearly. by dark horse tackle
2: yes, so if, if you had to like describe your perfect power bar, granola bar type snack, what is in that bar? Uh,
1: a lot of chemicals mostly, uh, but they're delicious. Oh. Um, <laughs> mm. I don't know, man. I, I do love the uh, the Robert Irvine Crunch Bar. The peanut butter, it tastes like a Reese's cup. But if you ask me to try to uh, explain some of these ingredients... Not really sure. I don't know where they get this stuff, but it's pretty good. And Robert Irvine's a chef, so so I, I trust him. Comes from space, most likely. <laughs> I believe it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I told Jason a long time ago, because Jason Jason loves his gas station power bars. He loves his protein bars. Big protein bar guy. And you know, I got into the same line of work as Jason did, um, probably five years before he did. And I was just kind of trying to like mentally prepare, you know, like what kind of snacks should I get? And he's like, oh, get these protein bars. Dude, every single protein bar I tried, I'm like, it legitimately tastes like chocolate medicine. Like it tastes like you're eating a chocolate bar filled with Tylenol. No and way. I can't. I can't do it.
1: Fake news. Fake news. Yeah. Protein bars are the best, man. I, I, Not I, me. oh Yes. Not me. That's not my favorite fishing <laughs> snack. The um, the Matt the Matt RX ones are really good too. The uh, the
0: peanut butter crunchy pretzel. This is this is not a protein bar podcast, Jason. It
1: is now. Damn for it. For the time being, because God. we're being sponsored by multiple brands of protein bars. So when really? you're sponsored by multiple brands of protein bars, you have to mention multiple brands of protein bars. Checks out. I gotta go granola bar
2: because if I go protein, I get like a roid, roid rage. I start splashing and just obviously going nuts. <laughs> Something like I try to, you know, I try to stay off the protein, but
1: uh, we're just gonna take. Straight I try creatine. to, uh, I try to take a, a, a large, uh, a very um, robust size of protein, uh, amount of protein, and a a very robust amount of caffeine. So. You know, when I set hooks, man, these fish, they feel me for a week after I set that hook.
0: I do it naturally. Um, I I learned to set the hook as a young boy. And Jason's still getting there. He's he's starting to set like a man. I'm starting to push right. back into it.
1: All right, so I, I want to hear the story about the one that got away. Rob, what do you got? Which tell me the story of the one that got away. This is about fish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man, so it's kind of a uh, – so my wife, like I said, she loves to fish too. We go up to Michigan every year. We go to Ludington. First year we went, though, it, we, it was a smallmouth trip, and we're out there fishing like the lake of Ludington, and I start noticing these fish are surfacing. And it kind of like – you know when the carp go up shallow in the spring and they're like splashing at the shoreline? Do I? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, man, they look like carp, but I don't think they are. And so I'm trying to figure out what they, and it's fall too. So I'm like, it doesn't really make sense. I'm trying to, you know, I'm still bass fishing, catch some Northern stuff like that. We end up going to a tackle shop and, and everyone in there, they're like, you're bass fishing. I'm like, yeah. They're like, dude, the salmon run is insane this year. And I'm like, I, I've never been salmon fishing. So I tell my wife, I'm like, well, Hey, let's go see if we can find them on electronics. We find them in these like big schools going straight up the river. And so I'm like, hey, let's pull the boat out. Let's put it in the river and go up the river and see if we can't, you know, connect with one of these fish because they're giant. And so we go up there and all we have is bass fishing gear. And for three days straight, we're cranking for them. And I mean, we catch them in the mouth. I'd fight one for 50 yards and it would snap the line. And uh, finally, on the last day, it was on our actual anniversary. We were supposed to leave, but we bought a keg at one of the local breweries. So we had to wait till they opened to pick it up. We're out there fishing, and uh, I caught a 41-inch, 40, which qualified for their master angler. But it was like – so there were – kind of a weird story because there were a lot that got away. But when I think about fish getting away, that was like the one time. And it was like really fishing, you know, like we'd never done salmon fishing. So it was like, OK, hey, you know, our line's too thick or, you know, hey, we're breaking line or, you know, this rod doesn't have enough. Bit. You know, it's like we were really like dialing in for a couple days. And then to finally catch one, uh, we got pictures on the back of the boat. Like I said, it was our anniversary. So we had champagne. I mean, it was just like that day that I'll always think of. Uh, But, but yeah, we lost a lot of fish and there were a lot that like got right up to the boat and then it would snap and it was just like, that was our fish. It may never happen again, you know, and so that, that was a, uh, when I think about fish getting away, that's definitely Ludington, Michigan.
1: I, love that. I have still never caught a salmon. However, they are tasty. Um, that's probably the only fish that I actually enjoy eating. Uh, a good walleye fry is good sometimes, too. I typically don't eat fish, but salmon, man, if you can make some homemade salmon patties, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, we should go up, man. We'll make a uh, dark horse log jam trip, man. We're there it is. There. We'll, we'll all pile in the jet boat, and uh, we'll try to keep Dave from sinking the boat. <laughs>
1: Dude, if you guys got a boat, we should all go to Lake St. Clair together.
0: I do! <laughs> He's right there
2: in it. it. He's right there I in see it. it. That should to... like
0: a St. Clair boat.
2: Oh, dude, it, I've had it on Winnebago. I've had it on some big water. It does alright. It gets a little dicey, but uh, nothing wrong with a little walleye chop. That's I want right.
1: to go to LSC so bad. That is the that is the one lake. Alright, so let's see. Dave, you tell us the story of the one that got away. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that I
3: got I got nothing man I mean like um he
1: catches every fish he, he catches no, every fish
3: but that's that's the thing I guess I just kind of I don't know I, you know like I said I fish walleye a lot in the spillway so yeah there's, if you've ever walleye fished it's you know there's a lot of like you get the jump you get a little bit of a, a little bit of a glimpse and then it decides it it can throw your bait for you you know and throw it right back at you so yeah there's definitely times that you know man this is a good one and it, you, you see it jump and 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 especially you know like with walleye we do a lot of at dusk or at night too so there's there's that too you know and uh you know you you know yeah there's definitely the ones that your buddies like that was a good fish dude <laughs> yeah it was but you know what there'll be another one and uh it's about having, the, having a good time doing it. And I don't know, I guess I can't say that enough. You know, I, I <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say I had one that, that the one that got away, but I don't. And
0: uh, I'm slowly getting there. I'm slowly getting to that, that good time Joshy vibe, you know? Yeah. Like I, I lost a big one last week with Jason and I was just like, it's, it's a
3: heartbreaker. I'm not going to say it's not. And yeah, you know, you go home and beat yourself up, but at the why? end of the day, like what, why? There's still fish in that water. Yeah. They didn't grow legs and get out, you know. He's
0: still, there. He's still, well, still there.
3: Absolutely.
0: I'd also I'm caught worried. like four fish around the four pound class before and after that anyway. So. I'll tell you, you the
1: story, the story about me that had one that, that got away that was like the Uh-oh. most depressing because there's a very good chance I'll never have a shot at that fish again. I was standing in a creek, a very rocky bottom creek, beautiful creek, probably the most beautiful creek around here. Uh, It had just rained. Wasn't expecting anything. Uh, Honestly, I was expecting the water to be muddy and to not catch anything, but I went out anyway, um, casted a jig in front of me, threw it into the current, and I just, I lost feel of it. And I'm like, what the hell? So I just, I know hook sets are free, so I just swung. Um, as soon as I swung, it started taking drag, and I'm like, well, <laughs> there's definitely a fish on there. Uh, it circled around and swam directly between my legs. The current's running through my legs. The fish swims between my legs. I see it. I try to reach down and grab it, and there's just no way. The, current's, the, the current is roaring at that point, and so he just swims between my legs, and I'm trying to turn around in the creek and when i turn around the fish just jumps midair just shakes the bait biggest smallmouth i've ever seen uh in person uh I, I over four for sure which is crazy for a creek i've never caught one in a creek that size never seen another one in a creek that size but that that sucked man there was just there was nothing you could do because it was swimming directly and the same in the same, mo- in the same uh, direction the current was going so there was just you couldn't crank it fast enough there was no way to no way to keep up with that fish but did you have fun no no i didn't that was the only bite i had the entire day what the hell man and i was like man that that sucked
2: Somebody <laughs> give this guy a log jam hat he needs to have more fun <laughs> he's
1: had, not the size of the smiles jason just tell, give I'll me some snacks
0: it. Some, some, uh, some pizzas and I think I'll be all right. That works. I'll tell you one. Um, I was fishing Erie pre-fishing a tournament. Um, I don't know, five, six years ago. And, uh, I was on fish all day. Um, so like, I wasn't really that mad and I'm kind of glad that it kind of came unhooked, uh, just for the opportunity to catch it again, but I didn't, but fishing Erie just bomb casted, bomb casted a deep diving crank crankbait. Just, literally almost trolling rock piles, but just bomb casting. And while the boat's moving, I'm just letting my line out. And then I just decided to reel it in, go over a rock pile, feel it, get bit. And I'm like, oh, that's a walleye. I'm like, definitely a walleye. Like it's it's just swimming too big. It's not swimming tight enough like a smallmouth. It's just, it feels like a big old walleye. And I'm reeling this thing in, reeling it in, reeling it in. And it's not jumping or anything. And then all of a sudden it decides to jump. And, and we had already marked, we'd already weighed in multiple fish over four, a um, couple fish close to six pounds. And this thing just decided to jump and it was the biggest fish all day. And it was just, you know, it's just one of things like it's a smallmouth with treble hooks in its mouth, dude, there is, there is nothing you can do to keep that fish from unhooking itself. Cause it's going to do everything. And it'll, it'll jump up into the boat and punch you in the mouth before it gets caught. And that was just, you know, just one of those days. It's like, eh, what are you going to do? We've, We've already caught, you know, our best five went like twenty-six pounds, so we're not doing too bad. But that's 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 one of my one that got away stories. I got multiple though.
1: Yeah, Josh Josh tends to lose the biggest fish. Um <laughs> I don't know, man. He's got a way of hook him. He's got a way of uh Thinking that he's stronger than them, so then he just over overhorses them, and you know they just they get the better of him. I've seen it happen so many times. I just tell you, tell to settle, have, settle down.
2: Bars anymore, he'd really be a lot stronger. What's that? I said. Luckily, you're not on the protein bars, or you'd be really strong. <laughs> I know.
0: That's that's why I stopped doing it, man. That's why I stopped doing it. That's why um, he had to quit. Well, guys, I think I think we're good here, Jason. I've got one more you. question for what the you fellas. Got? What all you right. got for the fellas? So, what would you
1: say is the the biggest struggle that you have as owners of Logjam Fishing? What is the biggest struggle in the small business industry when it comes to the fishing community? I'll let Rob go first. Dave, Dave, you want what to go Dave
2: first? Go first, man. You you've been putting me on the spot all night, man. <laughs> Uh, the biggest
3: struggle, I, um, as a small business owner, I guess it's just, it's, you own a small business, you know how it is. It's, 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 where do you find time for it? Where do you find the money for it? Where, um, yeah, I'd love to hire some, some, some person that would bump our Instagram users up to 20,000 and, and, you know, then we could sit back and make t-shirts and, and preach and, and do what we want to do um i i guess uh what what is the biggest as a, as a small business owner what's the biggest hurdle um yeah it's it's like everything just to recap this entire conversation you got to play the game it's it's you know like what what were we talking about earlier well he sold out he sold out he sold out well hell dude the, the guy figured out he was a small business owner he figured out how to how to quit his day job. And he figured out how to, how to, um, make a living doing something he loves to do. Um, you know, I I guess that's the biggest hurt is the biggest hurdle is, is then, and then you got to walk this line. Oh, sold out or, Oh, you know, he's, he's, he's a real OG and he's, he's doing this the right way. And, and I don't know, (laughs) not to talk in circles and I'm sorry that I, Oh, you're good. Um, yeah it's sorry i got stuff going on in the background my wife just got home and um yeah it's um yeah it's riding that line it's it's like you said you know we we've come to a realization that that no we can't do everything in the united states that's just how it is you know like i'd love to be able to do absolutely everything in the united states and I want to support small businesses, and I want to help out. And, like Rob said, my buddy' is the guy that prints those shirts. You know, I've known I've known the dude forever. We use a small local printing company. Where was that shirt made though? Seriously, you know, like where that, do you draw the line? Where there, do you draw the line?
0: It has to be sort. like i I obviously, I don't want, you know, the cotton from the t-shirt to be picked in my backyard by a small, Local. What was
3: what was the person's favorite color that that picked that cotton? You know, like exactly. Come on. It, it doesn't
0: have to be like a like a free range chicken farm, but no. What I, I want it to be, you know, designed. I want it to be painted. I want it to be printed. I want I want somebody's, you know, mind. I want somebody's, you know, artistic. You want somebody's signature. vibe. Yeah. You want somebody's vibe, and that's that's.
3: That's the one of the biggest things there. There's your answer. One of the biggest things as a small business owner is business people relate to a business that's personal, you know, so you got to sell a vibe, right? You got to sell, I agree. you got to sell yourself. You got to sell something that everyone can relate to, you know, and what Rob say earlier, it's feel good fishing. What can we all relate to how do we all get started in this you know like we didn't get started out as tournament anglers right you know i got i my grandpa taught me how to float eggs for salmon in pennsylvania you know like that's how i learned to fish and that was still one of my favorite those those are the days i remember the core you know core memories grandpa teaching me how to float eggs for salmon in pennsylvania streams you know so I don't know where'd I go in? Where'd I go? Where did I end up with that? Where you know, what's the what is the biggest hurdle as a small business come, as as a small business owner? It's it's you gotta play the game, right? You gotta sell the vibe. You gotta sell the vibe. How do we yep. do that now? We used to sell media. the program. You know, like I wish I could I wish we could put Logjam Fishing Co. in the in the phone book and
1: you know. <laughs>
3: but, I agree with that. Yeah, you gotta sell the vibe, you gotta sell the program and And you got to use that how you want to use it we're putting part of our proceeds back into cleaning up cleaning up our local creeks so yeah maybe we sell a hat that was made in china i designed it you know the money came into our account we're using that money to help clean up a creek five minutes from my house you know or over in ohio or wherever so well i mean
1: man when it comes to that kind of thing like Obviously, uh, some some things are out of reach of being made in the United States. And all you can do is just the absolute best that you can do. Like sometimes, you know, like like blanks, um, hard baits that come in our boxes. Ninety five percent of them aren't made in the United States. And that's just because that's just because people in the United States, there really aren't a lot of small businesses, unless it's hand carved balsa. Um, which is usually made in made in America, but you if know it's who makes plastic, some really good baits? What's that?
3: The Japanese.
1: They do. They they do. The Japanese make good baits. They they they're not yeah, generic. Funny. They're not generic. They're not cheap. They're not mass produced. Uh, for the most part, um, Japanese. The Japanese take a very they take a very serious approach to everything that they do, for the most Absolutely. part, unless they produce a, a bait that literally is called stat, which is the most ridiculous hey, thing that, that I've ever works. seen. That bait oh, works. Oh, yeah. I'll just throw a turd on a log and see how that catches I'm going to
0: buy a pack to spite you. You you watch that mouth, my friend. I'm buying a pack to spite you. Hey, That's
1: I don't need the bait, buddy. With... I'll, just, I'll just tie a damn turd on a treble hook and I'll show you.
0: A what? A turd, buddy. Never heard of it. <laughs> no. What are you saying, Dave? He's talking about poop. I don't want to hear. That's
3: basically. a that's a big thing with logjam. We don't want to sell. We don't want to sell something turds? that we don't that we don't back. Yeah, we don't. Of sell, course, we don't sell turds. We that's... want to sell a quality product, no matter what it be. Whether it be, you know, like, you know, uh, a t shirt, you know, or a soft bait. Um, You know there's some stuff that we're looking into into doing uh we want to start doing like um like a packable reusable trash bag you know that you can take with you down the creek that you know stuff like that so yeah we want to sell a quality product absolutely that's that's one of the big things is is selling a good quality product for a price that you can make a little bit of money on and keep going
0: with i can dig it i can dig it i I, I think it's fair that you you kind of you kind of talked in circles and that's fine. I get what you're saying though, um, and it is difficult. You know, it it is difficult to keep it all in house, um, and a lot of people have problem with that. But like what we do is we're we're selling a program. You're selling a program. You're selling, you know, you're selling good vibes, good times. You know, whether the fishing's good or bad, you're just hanging out with everybody and it's and it's fun it's and unique designs. Correct. And and we're just trying to do our damnedest to support these local guys and open up the minds of fishing because the fishing industry has been so oversaturated with if you don't buy from these five companies, you're a sucky fisherman and you're never going to catch fish again. And I hate you. And that's been that's been the deal for 10 years. But I need to hear Rob's opinion on this first.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I think I agree with you guys on this one. We're all, we're all, as Dave says, we're all on the same snag on this one. Uh, you know, Dave said it again, but, uh, you know, they say the most human company will win the business. So it's the, it's the one, and, and so that's why when Dave and I talk about stuff, it's not about, hey, what's going to boost the numbers on Instagram? It's, hey, who are we? And let's stay true to us. And sometimes that's tough as a small business when you see other companies having success doing their thing to not go be Mr. Me Too and come out with a a log jam jockstrap instead. You know what I mean? It's, it's about
0: still needs to happen.
2: It's there's one in the mail. We had one medium left. And so we got it coming your way as a little, thank you for having us, man. Um, But no, you know, that that's, that's what Dave and I, you know, we started this to have fun. Like, like he said, you know, we both got jobs. We're trying to make this our full-time job, but it's not. So at the end of the day, Our goal is to have fun with it, to laugh, to not take ourselves too serious, to not be the guys that are on, you know, a podcast talking about, well, I had number six, you know, or six pound test tied to this. You know, it's like, we're not, we're not on that, that number. We're more on the the good vibes and having fun and, and taking a break and just sitting on the shoreline thinking about like, dude, this is pretty awesome that we're able to just fish and hang out all day and we're not working. Like, that's a sweet day, you know? And so, um, like Dave said, I I think the biggest thing is just doing what you do and not seeing success. Oh, these guys did this. So let's jump on that bandwagon. It's like, no, that's, that's one thing that I think is happening big time in like the Instagram and YouTube and all that we talk about is that one guy will come out with something. Next thing you know, four other guys that are just like it or selling something just like it. And that's, you know, like we want to stay as far away from that as possible and build our own thing to where it's just like, man, this is not a, hey, if you're not the, you know, the best walleye, salmon, smallmouth fisherman in, in your state, you can't be a part of this club. This is a, hey man, you like the fish? Guess what? Me too. You know, so we're friends. And so that you know that that's that's where we kind of go with it and uh but you know like we said you know it it is tough seeing somebody make a bunch of money off of doing something that where it's like man that would be easy we could put our names and do a program just like that or do a whatever and it's like it would work but it's just not our 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 bag and we try to stay away from it but um you know you guys know small business it's it's dicey and you got to always stay on your toes and sometimes you do think like should we have done that? Is that a good, you know, and it's like, no, dude, we know who we are and we know what we do and we know why we started this. And like Dave said, you know, one of the things is doing like a, our big thing is conservation and trash. And so, you know, we're talking about like a reusable trash bag that would be like a mesh or something that, you know, and then that way, every time you pick up all your trash, you can let it float, water doesn't hang in it. But then at the end of the thing, Dump it into a trash, throw it back in your waders, your boat, your, you know, whatever you fish with. But, um, you know, that I think that's it. It's just being yourself and not worrying about what everybody else is doing and just having fun doing it.
1: Well, you guys are doing it the right way, man. You guys are absolutely doing it the right way. Um, I, think, I think you're right. You first need to figure out who you are, which you guys have clearly done. Then you have to create a culture around who you guys are just, you know, adding daily just people that are like minded anglers that have the same mission and the same vision as you guys do. And then, you know, it's just it's just like a it's like a it's like a stepping block. You know, you add one and then tomorrow you add another and then you add another and then, you know, they all talk together and you create a culture and then your culture elevates your entire brand and who you guys and you guys are on the right path, man. That's 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 awesome. Um, this was my first time personally talking to you guys, and I, I've got so much respect for both of you and what you guys are doing. So just keep it up, man. Here's to doing things the right way. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely, it was a pleasure having you guys on our on our podcast tonight.
2: Uh, for everybody,
1: have a great week. Yeah, Thanks for hey. having us.
2: Hey, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having us on, and uh, happy April fools. Nice.
0: Where can we nice find you guys?
2: Dave this has been a flip-flop the whole (laughs)
1: time so before we get off here we want you guys to tell (laughs) us where can where can the listeners find logjam fishing
3: uh we're on instagram uh logjam fishing co uh or uh we have a website www.logjamfishingco.com
0: that'll be in the bio also yeah everything's in the bio it's
3: pretty easy to find um yeah, it's not the best website, it's not the worst. I guess we got we yeah. got shirts, we got hats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, do we do it all we do it all ourselves.
2: Company. Sorry. Oh no, no, I agree. I was gonna say we're not a web design company for sure. We're just out here having fun and uh trying to catch a fish every once in a while. I like it. Well,
1: awesome. Well guys, go check out Log Jam Fishing. They're awesome. Uh, we love you guys. Have have a uh, great weekend. Don't get Be safe out there. You. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Thank your grandma. <laughs> at this point, I don't know what I wouldn't do. Hey, except, except call people Karen and Darren. Just don't do that. Okay? Don't All right, love you, you guys. Right. Thank you guys Bye. for Bye. joining.
0: We'll see you. Bye, Dave. Bye. 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 Ace, 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 save 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 if if